Welcome to a world that only exists at night, where heroes are found in the strangest of places. A world populated by forgotten classics, video nasties, and the head of their town. Take a look with me at misunderstood geniuses and those who believe themselves to be so. This is the world of the Midnight Screen. Hey, we did it. Yeah. We're making a podcast. You said done already. Yep. You said done already. I straight up forgot. I straight up forgot my lines. Is that the new like, intro? This is the only scripted part of the show, and I forgot it. What a surprise! The, the joy of a podcast is is that it's very easy to figure them out because all you got to do is go on YouTube. Oh, I just play. I, I I put my phone. I just play the intro <laughs> through my phone into the microphone. <laughs> that is something that a pretentious over popular like youtuber will do oh yeah welcome back to midnight screening uh it's been a while we didn't have the truman show episode we josh expertly teased yeah. last time because oh, it got broke. about that yeah because ty's yeah. an idiot yeah <laughs> right I, yeah that's true <laughs> yeah the the episode just didn't work so we didn't we didn't have it but we're back yeah it's we here we, we've got a, We've got a slightly new format. Not that much has changed. So, I don't know why I'm explaining it so much, but it's slightly new. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that the topics for this episode were put up to a vote. Ghostbusters, what we're doing today, beat out Scream by 10% of the vote. Mm -hmm. Was that right? Yep. Oh no, it's your Instagram. It's in the Discord, right? Oh, was it? Yeah, ten percent of the vote, fifty-five percent to forty-five. Oh, it's like Brexit all over again. Yeah, that's that was a typo. Um, so up top, I say make sure you're following Nathan needs username on Instagram because every time we record one of these, there will be a vote, so you get your say on what we talk about, and then maybe we'll avoid things like Holmes and Watson. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we're doing Ghostbusters. If you can tell from that intro. Yes, we are doing the 2016 classic starring Melissa nope. McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, <laughs> and Kristen Wiig. Nope. Oh, no, did, I, did I watch the wrong one? We're doing the 2021 <laughs> classic starring the kids from Stranger Things and Paul it's Rudd. It's Stranger Things it. again, isn't it? Like, that's what that new one's going to be. And Paul Rudd. With Paul Rudd. Yeah. 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 100%. <laughs> um, sorry. I'm just picturing your head how funny it would be if Josh accidentally did watch the wrong one. <laughs> I want to know how far through the show he'd get before he noticed he was talking about the wrong movie. I, mean, I the guess they're talking about Bill the, Murray and Dan Aykroyd. What's, what's going on? The minute, we right. talk, yeah, the minute we talk about the secretary, it's going to be done. He's like, they keep talking about Bill Murray, but he was only in it for like a minute. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, it would be really funny. As if in the new one, uh, who's the kid from Stranger Things in it? Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, if he turned around and goes, <laughs> if he turns around to Paul Rudd and goes, strange things are happening. And then Paul Rudd just looks at the camera like... Winks. It'd be funny. He looks at the camera as like, Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he looks at the Sexiest man alive, 2021. <laughs> Is he? I, I yeah. love it. Yeah, oh, he wow. one sexiest man alive. I am loving all the promotion for that people have put out because in every shot Paul Rudd looks so surprised. 
I mean, so were we. I mean, he's like, how did I? Why am I here? I have noticed though they brought back the dogs. I watched the trailer recently. In the new one, yeah, yes. I watched the trailer recently. I think there's, uh, yeah, the what are they calling them? Demon dogs, devil dogs. What are they called? Demogorgons. Uh, they come from the upside down. Nope. <laughs> no, that's strange things again. <laughs> oh. Although those are also types of devil dog, I guess. Yeah, in season two they are called. Demo dogs. Do you want me to Google it? I think the new one also has mini mini stay puffs in it as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, At least from that trailer. There'll probably be a Slimer in there because there's a Slimer in every Ghostbusters movie. And there's a giant smoke wolf that looks like... um, That looks like the... Oh, the army from uh, Mummy Returns. You know, the Scorpion King army. Oh, yeah. That movie, that movie will probably actually be out by the time this is. What Ghostbusters? Oh, it will be. No, it will be because it comes out in like in the next. It comes out in less than a week for us. So um, yeah, five days. So yeah, that will be out by the by the time yeah, this goes out. Comes out November eighteenth. Yeah. There you go. Um, this was uh sponsored by Ghostbusters Afterlife. I Let's check out Incident. No, it was not. I, legally, yeah. we have to say it was not. Right. It was not. We, no, no. <laughs> but, I am not funded by. Whoever made that movie. But we would be. It'd be so cool. But we are sponsored by Stay Puffed Marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. And that's a joke I'm allowed to make because that company does not exist. Yep. <laughs> that's that, that's my basic understanding of the law. Very basic understanding, but it'll do. Mm. <laughs> anyway, we haven't talked about the movie yet. Yeah. Uh, no. We've, we've, we've mentioned We've said bits. a bunch of words from the movie. We've said bits, yeah. So, yeah, I guess... Typical start to the show. Uh, yeah. Let's discuss our own personal sort of histories with this movie. I'm presuming you've both seen it before. Never. Because you are humans that are alive. And it's not 1984. Those are all correct statements. Yep. So, so <laughs> that, That's me saying, I'm presuming anyone I talk to ever has seen Ghostbusters. Oh, that's a bold assumption. You know, yeah, but like, I don't think I've ever been wrong when I've just referenced Ghostbusters. I don't think anyone's ever went, oh, I've never seen that one. I, I feel like I'm stealing this from someone else, but, and if I am, credit to whoever said it first. But this seems like one of those movies that like, if you don't think you've seen it, I feel like the second you sit down and put it on, you'll get 10 minutes in and you'll go, oh no, yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. I've, I have seen this. Probably as a kid. Yeah, you you've seen it at some point because it's been on at some point and you've watched it. Yeah, yeah you it was on TV or like if you have hit you were in someone's house and they had it on like if you've hit twenty twenty one and you're over the age of like fourteen and have not seen Ghostbusters yet, I'm almost impressed. That's yeah, that's all I'm gonna say there. I wouldn't even be mad. I'd be straight up impressed at your tenacity to not watch this good movie for some reason. It was the same like um. When the, the vote came in, I was with Josh, and I realised I hadn't actually checked whether or not Ghostbusters was available anywhere, because I just presumed both of you had it. Yep, got it. Which we do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which you do, yeah. <laughs> I think I've still got a VHS of Ghostbusters somewhere. Of course you do. Wow. Yeah. Well, I sh- that might... <laughs> Why do you say of course I do? <laughs> You're the old one, thank you. Exactly, and I have zero VHSs. What does that say? That you have you zero VHSs. <laughs> yeah, literally, I, like I think my mum and dad got rid of all our VHSs. So, 
I think it was my mum and dad that kept all of ours. I remember my mum getting rid of our VHSs because I, I was very upset. Oh no, the inefficient way to watch films, what a shame. No, it was genuinely, like, we didn't have a working VHS player, but in my head I was like, why don't we get one of those so I can keep watching Toy Story 2 and The Neverending Story. <laughs> Which you can just get on DVD, you know. Which I still don't have. I have so many DVDs and yeah. I still don't have those two. Which were my favourite. I don't. I don't have Never Ending Story because I just I didn't enjoy it. I loved that movie when I was like five, and I haven't seen it since. Yeah, maybe don't then, just to. You know. Yeah, I've got like good memories. I can maybe leave it. But see, Josh's thing of like, like so many people have tried to convince me to get Blu-rays, and I'm like, nope, I like DVDs. Blu-rays are just more the, expensive. It's the you exactly. It's fifteen quid for a new Blu-ray. I I like Blu-rays, I have quite a few. I am very up in the air depending on what you're buying. Like, I don't think everything needs to be on Blu-ray. Like, for certain, like, I have Evil Dead 2 on Blu-ray. Nice. And it's one of my favourite things I yeah. own. It's It looks incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, for, for older, kind of... Older films like that with a really distinct visual just really pop on Blu-ray. And then, like... I'm probably going to get the new Dune on Blu-ray. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. but when people are like, like, when I'm walking through like, pop or, or places like that where I, I tend to buy a lot of DVDs and you see like, so I just watched Raising Arizona. Oh yeah, yeah with uh, the, the Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, yeah. Fantastic movie. Funny enough, I just watched Willy's Wonderland. Not a fantastic movie. <laughs> Not a fantastic movie. Yeah. Raising Arizona, fantastic film. Don't think it would benefit from being in in full HD. I don't think that adds anything. You get to see Nicolas Cage's face in full HD. What do you mean it doesn't add anything? See, that's it. Like it wouldn't look bad, but I, I don't know if it's worth the extra money. You know. But then again, I also own Alien Three on Blu-ray, so I, I'm not the guy to ask. I think for me, Nathan, you don't have to worry about it. For me, it's uniformity. Like when I eventually get shelves for my DVDs. <laughs> Instead all... of just Ikea bags. Uh, excuse me, crates. Oh, sorry, it's crates. <laughs> yeah, crates. they're in crates. Um, <laughs> they're all the same height, so it's like really, like, it's perfect all the way along. If it was Blu-rays, it'd, you... it'd be bummed. Oh, yeah, no. they're, they're slightly shorter. Oh. Yeah, and plus, like, I... Oh, when was it? Was it last year? Got a good TV... That would actually make things look good. From just, I'm just not that bothered about Blu-ray. That's that is fair. Mm. I like Blu-ray, but I'm not one of those people that feels the need to like champion it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most people are watching stuff on Netflix anyway. Uh huh. I'll admit, I watched this. I watched this on Netflix, and I own it. I I couldn't be bothered <laughs> finding the disc. Same. Like, yep. I, I, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I know exactly where the disc is. It's in Ashley's DVDs, literally like five feet from my bedroom, but no, I've watched it on Netflix. You know, that that proves how much Netflix has taken over. We are three champions of physical media and we all watch this movie we own on Netflix. Well, yeah, right, because if I wanted to watch DVD, I have to go find the DVD, plug in yeah. my disc drive to my PC, and then press play instead of just going Netflix no, Ghostbusters. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I did uh, the same thing. Yeah, I'd have to find the... I'd have to go through the crates, find the DVD, plug it, and then put it in my Xbox, and then 
quickly. Yeah. See, it's just not worth the effort. Yeah, whereas just just put on Netflix. I mean, there might come a point where Nathan's like, "Oh, we have this movie." Yeah, it's not on. It's not on any streaming services, but you all have it. So just yeah. Let's be honest coffee. with with the uh, nature of this show. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point may have we to are pull like, out a VHS player. Yeah, <laughs> here's a weird thing that I half remember. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of uh, weird things I, I only half remembered, I want to talk a little bit about the opening of Ghostbusters, right? Okay. You mean the bit where he's totally just hitting on that person he's paying to be in his... No, we'll get to that. Yeah, a bit before that. <laughs> oh, I wait, forgot, we don't even I mean... forgot. The librarian? I was thinking of the library, yes. Oh, right. Right. Yep. Going back to our, if you haven't seen it, our um, Behind the Mask Rise of Liz Levernon episode, like I said, creepy librarian, why do we have them? Yeah. This was This was great. Uh, I I've kind of forgot about the library, and I think it's because it terrified me as a child. Yeah, I thought so. Oh, a lot of my <laughs> sorry, a lot of my uh, early viewings of Ghostbusters start with them getting fired. Yeah, <laughs> like I thought you saw the actual ghost turn evil. I like distinctly remember seeing the ghost turn bad in the library, but no, apparently you don't. Were you maybe thinking of the bit where it like screams at them? Oh yeah, I was like the next library scene. Yeah, because I thought I thought the same thing. I thought that was one long scene, but it's too yeah. broken up with the really creepy the, the bit Josh referenced in the middle. Yeah, Bill Murray in this film is let's just face it, he's a creep. Peter Venkman yeah. is a terrible person, yep. and that's part of what I love about his character. Like, and also the guy in the test, he's a pre-psychic. He guessed the next card. He got yeah, he got them. <laughs> In a way, yeah. yeah, which was interesting. But yeah, but um, so yeah, in this, uh, for if it's been a while for anyone, theme we're referencing, uh, Bill Murray is Peter Venkman, a PhD in parapsychology and psychology, <laughs> um, and he's doing a test to, what? How is it he puts it? Determine the effects of negative reinforcement yeah. on ESP. Yeah, something like that. Uh, which. Basically just means he is holding up a card with a shape on it and getting students to guess what it is and then... Shocking them to get it wrong. Uh, yeah, electroshocking them and then just lying to one who happens to be a pretty girl and pretending that she's a psychic. Yep. <laughs> and then gets and that's annoyed your introduction. when Dan Aykroyd ruins his chances of getting with her. Yeah. Yes, Dan Aykroyd, who immediately shows himself to be... The most wide-eyed, optimistic man who ever lived. <laughs> who will continue to be so for the whole movie. Yeah. That's kind of just Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> That's, yeah, all Dan Aykroyd characters, to be fair. <laughs> Apart from uh, Elwood Blues. But Elwood, even at that, like... You know, Elwood... He put on a concert to save the orphanage... Or whatever it yeah. was. You know, he's a... Good guy, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd just plays nice men who do nice things. <laughs> well, it's Bill Murray. Yeah. But no, yeah. So, yeah, after Bill Murray's finished whatever that was, uh, yeah, you say Dan Aykroyd comes in because he's heard there's a real ghost. And then this ghost terrified me, as I said, as a kid. Yeah. 
in a way that I for completely forgot until last night when I was watching this movie again. Like, <laughs> just this feeling of dread <laughs> the second that uh, Egon was first on screen. I was like, oh, I remember this. Yeah. this. <laughs> like, because it, it is a good the the first ghost is such a great puppet. Yeah. Like it looks gross. It looks kind of, it looks dead in a weird way. Like ghosts are dead. That's yeah. kind of the point. Well, yeah, but like it actually <laughs> looks like a, it looks a bit like a decaying corpse. Mm. You know, which is bold for a like family movie. Yeah. Like there is some creepy stuff in this. Yeah, but then there's also you know like the giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It really balances itself <laughs> out. <laughs> it, it does, yeah. <laughs> and it moves really quickly. So you don't really question why, like, everything looks different. There's not, like, a uniform to what a ghost is. I mean, yeah. Because it, it moves really, like, the the plot and the characters, it moves so quickly, and they keep saying weird techno jumble that makes you feel like it probably makes sense. Definitely doesn't, but, like... It doesn't <laughs> at all, but it also makes that scene at the end, in uh, when the ghost bus, the... The Ghostbusters are taking over New York? That's right. That'd be a whole different film. That's a yeah. very different film, yeah. The ghosts are taking over New York. I mean... Uh, so much more visually interesting. They could have. The ghosts could... Well, yeah, yeah. That would be... Um, we'll, we'll get to what this movie's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, there's that little white one. Is just the kind of a sheet that comes out the subway. And then there's the, like, zombie cab driver. Yeah. And then there's uh, uh, Slimer. Slimer comes back. Yeah. Uh, it's great. That's one of my favourite. It's it's like a scene at a Muppets Take Manhattan. It's great. But so short. I wish that scene was longer. What, the when the ghosts uh, escape? Yeah, I could watch a whole movie of just different examples of New York ghosts. <laughs> like that bit in the end of Ghostbusters. Uh, speaking of ghosts, <laughs> should we talk about Slimer? Okay. We could. Yeah, I feel like Slimer has inadvertently become the like mascot of this franchise. Yeah, I think necessarily inadvertently and and it inadvertently might not be the right word. I think they did it very purposefully. Well, they have now, but I think it's supposed to be stable. Yeah, yeah, I suppose maybe. Like that's the big reveal. That's the big bad thing. The destroyer of worlds <laughs> at the end of the movie, but like yeah, Slimer I guess was just easier to put in sequels. Yeah. Keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Slimer's in he's in Ghostbusters two, he's in Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. He's probably going to be in twenty twenty one. Oh, he for sure. Almost is. certainly. And also, yeah. Also, if you're bringing back the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, you're wanting the city destroyed. You're not wanting anything else. The giant. Like, the size of a building. Yeah. That is... It's such a cool idea that, like... I love everything about the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man as the concept. Because it's... It's essentially a big, like, kaiju monster. But it's a big marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> like... That is just so inherently funny. In a way that, like, I want to know what Dan Aykroyd was thinking. Like, why... Why would you write that on paper? Yeah. I mean, he said he was probably eating marshmallows at the time. I wouldn't be surprised. That's that seems to be the way Dan Aykroyd writes screenplays. Yeah. Eating marshmallows. 
Just <laughs> then he's just sort of writing whatever comes to his mind based on what happens to be around him. Yeah. Like he's just driving through New York and just sees a cone and goes, Hey! What if that was my head? <laughs> well, Conehead, Coneheads is a an old uh, Saturday Night Live sketch oh, where right. the joke was essentially, Hey, look, we got a funny head. Coneheads <laughs> like, yeah. is yeah, from like, the, the 70s. Yeah. One of the better Saturday Night Live movies, because most of them are terrible. I don't think I've seen, apart from Cornheads, I don't know if I've seen any of them. Uh, well, Blues Brothers is really good, obviously, right. and Wayne's World. Yeah, those are the three good ones. Watch Cornheads, watch Wayne's World, and watch Blues Brothers, and then just forget that they made more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Slimer. I forgot, that's what I was going to talk about. So, uh, do you know what actor Slimer is supposed to be modelled after? Oh, yeah. wait, wait. No, let me guess. Okay. Uh, wait, 80s. Well, let Ty guess, and then Josh can tell him. Eighties, ah, uh, Slimer. Um, well, I know it. You'll know the you, actor. You know the actor you. for sure. Yeah. Wait, as a um, oh, duh, what's his name? Chris Farley. No, but that's not a bad guess. Close, close. I got Josh Brotdown. Yeah. John Belushi. I was going to say John Belushi, but I didn't think that. Nice. Yeah, it was John Belushi. Which is um, so mean to John Belushi. I yeah. Mean, I've got both Ter- a picture of John Belushi and a picture of Slimer up right now. And that's just cruel, right? Well, can I fill in a, a little extra detail there that I found out recently? So, supposedly, Dan Aykroyd told the production team he wanted Slimer to be his tribute to John Belushi a day before filming with Slimer. Uh. Which means Slimer was already built. And the prop master didn't change anything and just told him he had done it. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> he brought this disgusting blob on set and just chanced his luck and said, it looks like John Belushi. And Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd both went, it's perfect. Which is so mean. And I think, <laughs> yeah. I think I know what and uh, thing we did. Um, thing we did Dan Aykroyd that you should do it. Uh, whatever. It's probably the scene in uh, Blues Brothers, one when they're trying to get uh, Murph from the really fancy restaurant, and they're just shoveling food <laughs> down their throats. Yeah, it is a it's a very Belushi bit. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think he's doing. He's like, yeah, a, a John Belushi character is a big personality, loud shoveling like yeah but still that puppet is gross yeah. like goes through Bill Murray and he goes it slimed me it slimed me it's just so mean <laughs> yeah yeah John Belushi his dead friend like oh sorry I'm going to stop talking about how mean it is it is though like it's legit yeah <laughs> bizarre story like and not even the weirdest part about the production of Ghostbusters uh, I believe it. Right. Do we do we get into it? Sure. Right. So, Dan Aykroyd, who wrote the the first draft of, of Ghostbusters, uh, considers himself quote a kitchen sink screenwriter, which basically means he comes up with one idea and then writes as much as he can think of based on that idea. Oh wow! Yeah, I've already got a Regard- question. Why is it called a kitchen sink writer? Uh, because 
you know when you pack too much stuff and you say you take everything, including the kitchen sink? I have never heard that in my life. Okay, you cool. Did someone say that? Nope. So he writes everything, even the kitchen sink. Okay, go on. Um, I don't, it's his phrase. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, apparently he had done this on, on several projects already, including Blues Brothers, um, which had to be trimmed by director John Landis. But Ghostbusters... Uh, original screenplay, I believe, would have equated to about four hours of screen time. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> and involved three paranormal investigators find, like, either inventing time travel or finding, like, a wormhole or something that took them into the future <clears throat> to prevent the end of the world. Damn. He, he pitched this four-hour sci-fi epic to Ivan Reitman, who ended up directing the movie, uh, who worked out that the budget for the film would have been higher than any movie had ever made by that point in time. Hmm. Which is why Ivan Reitman hired Harold Ramis yeah. uh, to rewrite <laughs> its screenplay to make sense. Um, which happens a lot with that. Like, Dan Arkwood said he had no, like... Uh, like, he wasn't offended by that at all, because he was so used to it happening. Um, getting another funny person in to just find where the core idea is, and just start working around that. Yeah. Which is how the Ghostbusters became uh, three prof- uh, yeah, three university professors in 1984. Right. As it should be. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do they need to go into the future? Um, reasons. Like, but there, yeah, they, that took a long time to make, which means the original cast of Ghostbusters is not the cast we have. Yes. Uh, so I think I've told you this already, Ty, yep. who the original cast was supposed to be. You told me one. Okay, yeah. So the, Dan Aykroyd originally wrote the three parts, the three main roles for himself, uh, John Belushi. Because they did everything together at the time, and Eddie Murphy. Forgot it was Eddie Murphy. Oh. Um. And yeah, what happened was it took so long to finish the screenplay that John Belushi died, and Eddie Murphy became a massive star and was too busy. Checks out. Yep. Which, to be fair, if you lose Eddie Murphy and then gain Bill Murray, like that's falling on your feet, like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. That might be the most perfect trade-off of all time. Like, oh, we lost Eddie Murphy. Oh, it doesn't matter at all. We got Bill Murray. Yeah, they still kind of... The cast is still pretty big. It's not as if they fell off too much. No. No, yeah. And and it's great, because the story apparently is like... They were genuinely struggling after Eddie dropped out, and they didn't have... Obviously didn't have Belushi anymore. Harold Ramis, who would obviously... As I said, done a, a, a pass to the screen, but just went, I guess I'll just be in it. Like, he just uh, went, I'll do it. Why not? <laughs> and that's why Howard Barrett is in this movie. Which is hilarious, because he's so perfect yeah. as Egon. Like, he only he could have played that role the way it is. Like, And then because of his involvement, and the fact his last screenplay was Stripes, he just... 
old Bill Murray, and he just showed up. Which means it was a very different film than it would have been if it was John Belushi. Like no, yeah, yeah, they are not That's the, I'm, similar I'm, actors. I kind of want to know. Like, I want to find that screenplay and just read all four hours of John Belushi in the future fighting ghosts. So, was John Belushi meant to play Egon? No, I think the characters Crane, right? changed a bit after that. Right. Like, um... I assume Belushi would have been Bankman, though. No, that was, um, um... That was... That was Eddie Murphy. Was it? Well, that's the that's the thing, is Bankman has a lot of what would have been Eddie Murphy's lines. Yeah. But Eddie Murphy was technically... What's... Oh, uh, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, Winston. Winston, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was technically Winston. Um, but when Bill Murray came on, Bill Murray wanted all the jokes. Um, so Winston doesn't show up till 40 minutes into the movie. Yep. <laughs> Bill Murray did all the interesting stuff. Right. That makes Which, more sense. I, 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 I don't have a lot of details on, so I'm not 100% sure. But there have been reports that Ernie Hudson was actually quite bitter towards Bill Murray for a while because of that. Because he had signed on to be in, like one of the stars of this movie and then he doesn't show up till the 40 minute mark yeah, yeah. re rewatching this after a few years there was a moment I thought is he only in the second one? Oh no he just showed up okay yeah. but he does a lot in the second one which is why I yeah I wouldn't be surprised if there was a bit of like tension because of that <laughs> yeah that makes sense I mean fairly as well but... no yeah like he was fully live too <laughs> like Yep. They yeah they gave all the the stuff that he was like I can't wait to do this and they just let Bill Murray do it without him being on set. Yeah. Speaking of people who were kind of salty after uh, their role in this movie, did you ever heard of the the actor William Atherton? No. William. N- no. So. So William Atherton played Walter Peck in this movie. Oh, yeah. the guy that kind of, like, shuts everything down, right? Dickless. Yeah. 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 Um, he was also in Die Hard as a very, very similar... Yeah. ...conniving... Yeah. Um, he quit acting not too long after this. After he did this in Die Hard. Because he kept getting, like, harassed in the street by people that had seen the movies and hated Ah, him. yeah. Oh. Like, he is he is so good at playing, like, just the worst type of person that apparently people would just yell at him on the street. Oh, it's kind of sad. We're trying to shut down the Ghostbusters. Well, Josh, that's like the kid that played um, Joffrey in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, his name's slipped my mind now. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. He ended up quitting and going into a bunch of charity work to try and prove he yep. wasn't that bad of a guy. It's very funny, the idea that, like, you're so good at acting, everyone hates you. Yeah. <laughs> Concerning for those people, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that is like, because I thought, like, I thought I'd had for a while was, why haven't I seen this guy in other stuff? Because he is so good in Ghostbusters. And that's why. It's, <laughs> Ghostbusters yeah. ruined his life, yeah. basically. Poor guy. Yeah, I did not know that. To be fair, Walter Peck has to be, like, the worst person, because he's correct, you know? But to an extent. 
like the yeah oh yeah the, the way like he shouldn't shut down the machine that's holding all the ghosts obviously that's the worst thing you can do to a machine holding a bunch of ghosts yeah. but like there is something really funny about uh when bill murray is having the conversation with him where he's like i want to come back with a warrant and whatever and he's like dismissing him and then it cuts to the other three ghostbusters just kind of hanging out beside the containment machine, yeah. just smoking <laughs> and like... It's not a flammable machine. It is. It's so clear. It, yeah, it's so clearly like they have just no respect for any of the machinery. They're just like making up as they go along. Winston just got here a couple of days ago. He doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. And he's leaning on. He's leaning on a machine filled with ghosts. Just with a cigarette in his hand. They were even talking about, like, how much he didn't know about this shit. Yeah. Which is great when it comes to, like, the end of the movie and he just is a Ghostbuster. I love that. It's like, oh, I'm here now. I may as well just, like, go along with this. Yeah. No backseason. He has one of my favourite lines in the whole movie. Let me guess. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Absolutely. That is <laughs> that is maybe my favourite line in Ghostbusters. I mean, you Which do. is saying a lot, because this movie's filled with amazing quotes. I mean, you do. It's it's the way he says it, because they've been kind of knocked backwards, and he's, like, lying, like, on a, a platform yeah. above Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> if someone asks if you're a god, Ray, say you yes. say yes! Uh, <laughs> so what good. What do you do, though? Like, creepy bitch came out of a building... And she goes, are you a god? Yes, absolutely. Because clearly she has a problem with gods. So it's like, yes, absolutely, but Ray, I'm a god. But Ray wouldn't. No. Like, they, they, they just understand their characters so well. Yeah, Ray is just too nice and naive to try and trick a goddess. this evil demon thing. Yeah, yeah like, it's just... <laughs> even, even with the fate of the world, and he's not going to lie. You know, yeah. We didn't know if he said yes if it would have worked. You know, she could have still killed them all or tried to kill them all. Yeah. yeah. Trivia about Gozer. About Gozer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Gozer's obviously this, like... If they say it's a woman, it... Gozer's clearly played by a man. Yeah. So you've got this, like, I think actually quite cool androgynous David Bowie-esque yeah. thing going on. Like It's whatever um, it wants to be. Yeah, which is really, yeah, it's a actually quite, like, strangely interesting concept for a few throwaway lines in Ghostbusters. Yeah. But um, that character was supposed to be played by Paul Rubens originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, A.K.A. Pee Wee Herman. Oh. Oh, oh. I love Paul Rubens, but I'm so glad he didn't play Goldie. Yeah. <laughs> that would take him out of the movie. So much. Yeah, Big Spoon. Oh, wait, that's Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Pee Wee Herman just yelling at the Ghostbusters. That just doesn't work. <laughs> I kind of want to see it, though. See, again, every weird, like, detail cut from Ghostbusters is something I'm glad didn't happen. But you want to but see. I, oh, yeah, I also kind of wish it did. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda wanna see the terrible movie Dan Aykroyd was trying to make. <laughs> like Yeah, I get that. We haven't talked about Rick Moranish. No, we haven't. 
I just realized that we haven't even mentioned Rick Moranis. Oh, you want to talk about Rick Moranis? So Rick Moranis is an actor who was born on the 18th of April in 1953 in um, Canada. He's Canadian. I mean, yeah, I can see that. that. Yeah, right. He's American. He's starred in things such as Little Shop of Horrors, Spaceballs, and of course, Ghostbusters 1 and 2. And of course, um, Honey, I yeah. Shrunk, and Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. Course, yeah. How, how, yeah. How much do you want to talk about Rick Moranis exactly? Okay, this wasn't quite what I had in mind when I was like, let's talk about Rick Moranis. Hey. And I know, I know you, I know you find Rick Moranis more interesting than you're giving up right now. <laughs> he's he's a dude, isn't he? Done some acting. Um, um, well, famously quit acting to look after his kids. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like when his wife died, he had the money to do it. He's probably he said one... he didn't want to be an ab- he didn't want to be an absentee father, so he gave up being. At that point, one of the most famous comedians on the planet. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. I, I'd, I'd say he made the right call, honestly. Mm. <laughs> like, you gotta support it. You can't really be like, why would you do such a thing? You're terrible. No. Oh, no. Like, yeah. Um, like, it's just a really sweet thing that he did that I don't think a lot of people in his position would have done. But anyway, I take you away to talk about Rick Moranis and Ghostbusters. Yeah, I also want to talk about just the character of Lewis Tully. Um, but my one of my favorite running jokes in any movie is the fact that Lewis keeps locking himself out of his apartment, which is only funny because he's played by Rick Moranis and he looks so broken-hearted every time it happens. <laughs> that way, only Rick Moranis ever could do. Like, he is, uh, he is acting so hard in this movie for a role that is so unimportant. You know? Yeah, I still feel like I look at the character. I feel like they originally meant to cast some sort of like actual jock esque dude and have him as that type of character. Then Rick Moranis might have just been like, I kind of want to be in this movie. Like, I have a great idea. Yeah. He was just having a conversation with Bill Murray, and he was like, "Want to just <laughs> just tag along?" Like... You know. And <laughs> but Rick Moranis, we got something for him. <laughs> You're, you're so right, because when he becomes the, the he's the key master, sure. right? That's right, and Sigourney Weaver's the gatekeeper. gatekeeper. Yeah. Because when she becomes the gatekeeper, she becomes this, like, goddess-type figure, mm-hmm. you know? She's always, like, surrounded by smoke, and her hair's been, like, done, and, like, she's... Like, she's the, and then Rick Moranis is just Rick Moranis with, like, worse hair. <laughs> yep. So I think you're right. There, it's probably supposed to be some like, <laughs> yeah, hulking like, confident dude. But it's not. It's Rick Moran. <laughs> yeah, it's because you got all the lines like the whole thing is like a health buff. He's got all this. He's like yeah, yeah, and you know, and then it's just Rick Moran is saying all this stuff as he's shorter than Sigourney Weaver and looks like he couldn't open a <laughs> can of pickles. You know. Yeah, you just reminded me because he's an accountant yep. and he throws a party for his client. <laughs> Yeah, because then it's tax deductible. Because it's tax deductible, and he's like, someone's like, "Do you have an aspirin?" He's like, "I only have this brand because I can get it much. You get it much cheaper that way." And then yeah. he introduces two of his guests by like, "What kind of what they do. money <laughs> they make?" Yeah. Yeah. That whole scene, this the the one sort of scene you probably see, Lewis's party is peak Rick Moranis. Like, it's just nonsense. 
I remember, I think it was more from the second one, but I remember feeling bad for his character as a child. Yeah. Like, as a young kid, I genuinely was like, oh. He does kind of get bullied more in Ghostbusters too, from memory. Yeah, because he's in, he's in it a bit more. Is he their lawyer for some reason? Yeah. He's a lawyer? I can't remember. I've not seen two. He's the Ghostbusters lawyer. Right. I mean, he doesn't get and then he, be- he doesn't get bullied as much as the uh, museum curator. Mm. <laughs> That's true. To be fair, Venkman kind of just bullies everybody. Yeah. It's kind of what he does. Yeah. If, if you're a dude, at least. If you're not, then you know. Fine. Yeah, if you're, if you're Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're possessed, you're trying to hit on you before he realises maybe it's a bit immoral. Yeah. Thing is, that I appreciate, because a lot of these types of movies have aged badly because they've tried that same joke. You say that though, right? What? But then it cuts like five minutes later to a scene where he is just kissing her a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the boundaries still aren't quite enough, you know? No, yeah, it's, it's, but it, it's not as bad, you know what I mean? As like, I'm not saying that scene should be in there. It shouldn't. <laughs> like, it's awful. But it doesn't, like, completely ruin the movie in the way a lot of these films are ruined by very similar scenes. True. But still, you know, it made me... I forgot about it, so it made me uncomfortable rewatching forgot... it as an adult. Yeah. That's fair. That is fair. And just kind of just what you get going back to movies from the 80s. Yeah. Mm. You can't like remember them as a kid, and you're like nice and happy about them. It's like, oh, it's the fun, fun movie about them busting ghosts. Why, why does he look like he's been a raper? <laughs> yeah, that shouldn't happen in Ghostbusters. Like, I mean, is it weirder than Dan Aykroyd's dream? Thank you. Oh god, I didn't I want to be the one too. to bring it up. Oh no, I I think I blocked that in my mind again. Oh, why'd you no? Uh, also, right. Not the thing you should be concentrated on. Did you notice his coat? No. In the bed, he's wearing like a Henry VIII style of coat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, that scene isn't supposed to be a dream. Sorry. <laughs> Initially, yeah, that was like there was an extended sequence. I think that does exist somewhere where Ray goes to like a old mansion or something to like check for ghosts or whatever and that happens and getting freaky with a ghost yeah jesus um oh and he just refused to cut it from the movie so they put it in as a dream sequence <laughs> what's that dan Aykroyd got like a thing for ghosts well dan Aykroyd does believe in ghosts sounds about right i think his grandfather was like a a ghost paranormal <gasps> investigator <laughs> I mean, it could be a ghost by now. Um, well, I'd assume so. If you believe the Aykroyd family, you know. Um, oh. So, like, yeah, I think a lot of what went into Ghostbusters, at least originally, was things that he believed were genuinely true from, like, stories he had heard. And one of them was the, like, there was a shocking amount of reports of people having relations with, with ghosts. I did so not have sexual be... relations with that ghost. <laughs> so he wanted that to be represented in the... In the movie, for some reason. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You've said it, and it doesn't make me any more comfortable about this whole thing. I think, 
my main point with why I love Ghostbusters so much is that this shouldn't be a good movie. It should not. I think I've I've made the argument enough <laughs> everything I've told you that this shouldn't work at all. Bill Murray didn't read the script. Like <laughs> he's just saying stuff. But they made a classic. Like <laughs> Be very when I remember going back to watching it for this, thinking this film isn't gonna hold up. I liked it as a kid, that's about it. No, but it does, and you're right. I think It really does. I think it's a very easy watch film, so it kinda gets away with it. And it's got, you know, a mm-hmm. baller soundtrack. Oh yeah, the soundtrack is amazing. We haven't talked about the song yet. <laughs> oh, the song. <laughs> so the song, genuinely, I've heard the song a lot still. You know, it just it's always on some point, especially if you're like listening to things around Halloween, right? But I always forget the line, Bustin' makes me feel good. Yeah. Right? Bustin' makes me feel good. And why is that? And, like, I'm looking at the lyrics right now, and the whole song, was it originally about ghosts, or was it just about some creepy guy, because it's a dodgy song, right? Mm-hmm. If there's something weird, and it don't look good, who are you going to call? Um, what else got? An invisible man sleeping in your bed. Ow, <laughs> who are you going to call? Ow, who are you going to call? <laughs> like, oh, oh, and one of my personal favourite lines in the whole Ghostbusters song... Oh, I hear it likes girls. Hmm, I ain't afraid no ghost. Yeah, that bit weirds me out. I'll give you that. What is that about? <laughs> Can we go back to the Invisible Man line, though? Sorry, yeah. Because I think it's just because I first heard this, like you say, I first saw this movie as a kid. So I wouldn't think of the actual implications of that. In my head, every time, like, I would just envision someone about to go into bed and then there's going, ha! Ah. <laughs> like... No, I don't like, think that's a, what it's going yeah, for, Nathan. Like, ooh, I don't think it is, but that's all I can picture. <laughs> or, like, you go and move your covers off, and then they just get, like, put back. <laughs> and this song one wasn't was the Golden Globe or something? The best original song? Um, I wouldn't be surprised. It won... It got nominated for an Oscar. I don't think it won the Oscar. Hang on. That, that is shocking. Yeah, nominated for best music original song for the oscars but it won the bafta it was the bafta for best original song how did that not win the oscar got nominated for the golden globe as well yeah I d- right, i'm gonna find out what what won it what won the oscar that year that'll be what 1985 yeah oh it, i just called to say i love you by stevie wonder takes out that's <laughs> okay <laughs> I take my outrage back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just... Uh, great song. But when you listen to it the is, lyrics, it's weird. It's one of the most... Different, like, a lot of 80s movies have, like, the theme song. But not that many are bold enough to just be that tightly, like, associated to the, the movie itself. And it really pays off, you know? Because like if you heard if you heard like Power of Love, do you immediately think of Back to the Future? No. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> to be fair though, this song is also called Ghostbusters. Yeah, like it's that's and and the first word in the whole song is Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, like 
any neighborhood. It has the goal to just do that, to just be the Ghostbusters song. You know, We're gonna call fifties cartoon. Ghostbusters. We gotta talk about the fact that sorry, I They almost got sued. Wait, what? We gotta talk about the fact they almost got sued for calling it Ghostbusters. How? What? Okay. Yeah. Have you heard of the Ghostbusters? The TV show. The TV show The Ghostbusters, yeah, from the, like, 60s? Yeah. Question mark, 70s? 1975. How did you get it before, man? Hey, Google. So, yeah, that, they had the trademark for the phrase Ghostbusters. Oh, look, there's a whole episode on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, what is that? They're, like, a ghost hunting group, but one's a gorilla. Uh, give me five seconds to skip that. Uh, um, let me just skip through this. The key bit of interest is that one's a gorilla. Oh, one of them. There's vampires. What? That they're not ghosts. Um. Oh yeah, one of them is a gorilla. Yes. Yes. Um. And they're so playing yeah, so that's poker. What, what is going on? That's what the Ghostbusters is supposed to be. Right. Um. So yeah, they almost yeah. We're told they couldn't call the, the their film this but they really wanted to because it's a great name for this movie well it makes sense because it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's the perfect title of what it is but it turns out one of the uh i'm gonna butcher this story because i haven't written down anyone's name or anything but one of the like executives working on ghostbusters also happened to work or like it must have been warner brothers who have like you know, they have that massive, like, back catalogue of old television no one cares about. Yeah. And that's how, like, Adult Swim and Toonami and things like that can exist. Uh-huh. Um, so technically, he just looked through what he owned and went, Oh, technically, I have a say in this. So I can just say, you can be Ghostbusters. <laughs> mm. It turned out there was one man on both sides of the lawsuit and he went, Oh. <laughs> Just gonna leave it then. Fair enough. But that's why, because then there was a cartoon of the Ghostbusters, the one with the gorilla, in the 80s, which basically existed to trick people into thinking it was a Ghostbusters cartoon. You know, you'd go into like Warner Brothers, Kids War, WB or something, Saturday morning, wanting to watch the new Ghostbusters show, Gorilla. Which is why the actual Ghostbusters cartoon is called The Real Ghostbusters. Yep. Um, that's why it's called that. Even though they're technically the imposter Ghostbusters when you really think about it. Yep. Technically. Because they're the second one. Huh. Oh, then. Yeah. Again, this movie shouldn't exist. Like... So I made it into a huge franchise now. Yeah. But that's the thing. I feel like the franchising of this this series kind of proves... Like, it, it shows what should happen if you try and make something out of Ghostbusters. Because it's not been well franchised, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, they've, they've never stopped making Ghostbusters stuff. But the last time I can think of people genuinely care, like it being big news, was when they like manufactured controversy in twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. for a movie that was fine. 
a perfectly acceptable Melissa McCarthy comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what they, they genuinely had to do to get anyone to care about Ghostbusters. I think because Ghostbusters 2 isn't good. Um, and then from there you've just got, I mean, the Saturday morning cartoon, but every 80s movie has a Saturday morning cartoon, even ones that aren't made for children, like Robocop and Terminator. I forgot the Terminator cartoon. Um, yeah. And, like, yeah, it, it's got action figures. They got the... The Ecto-1 that... Uh, has a sidecar. Which... According to the new movie, the Ecto-1 just has. Oh, Why yeah. Not? Which I love, yeah, in the trailer for... It goes on Afterlife. They've, they've added the... The little sidecar attachment from the toy. Which is fun. Fair play. Because that movie's... Directed by Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son. Son. That's who they're like. Yeah. That makes sense. Didn't he do that film you love? Juno. Juno, yeah, he did do Juno. That's it, yeah. The... <laughs> I feel like we should explain that, like, when we say Ivan Reitman's son's directing it, it's not like a nepotism type, like, oh, great, he gets to go. No, it's his, like, it he's also the right choice. Yeah, I think he he's is, a very he funny guy who made very good movies. He did Juno and Thank You for Smoking, Tully, like. So he's done a few things. Yeah, I'm quite glad he's he's the guy that's gonna make that's made that movie because it's a good choice. Um, and he probably has a vested interest in not like dishonoring the franchise because it's his dad's movie. Messi hates his dad. I feel like if he did, he wouldn't have become a director. Nah, he wanted to be better, you know, it's like, it's a spiteful thing. He wanted to be the better Ivan Reitman, so he made Juno. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <clears throat> eh. I mean, <laughs> if your dad's famous for making, like, a supernatural movie, then you just do the complete, op like, one of the complete opposites. Yeah, complete yeah, opposite of supernatural. Teen pregnancy. <laughs> Okay, the Ivan Reitman's <laughs> movies are not consistently great. Uh, I hate to hate to bring it up. Because the guy obviously did direct Ghostbusters, he directed Stripes. Classics. Mm -hmm. Also directed Twins and Junior. Uh, I like Twins. And uh, no, strings, no Strings Attached. Uh, my Super Ex-Girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> so like, I think his son has a better track record. And I'm just, I'm learning with you guys that he directed No Strings Attached. Well, you know, everyone and, has their downs. And that includes the one and only conversation we will ever have on this show about No Strings Attached. He better be. <laughs> It'd be weird if it came up again. Yeah. I mean, we, with you, no, it wouldn't be. You've never even seen that movie. You could very possibly just decide to start talking about it again. Like, I would not be surprised. That's true. I'm gonna make a running joke of talking about No Strings Attached. You'll have to watch it. Which has e which has either Justin Timberlake or Aston Kutcher in it. Aston Kutcher. No, it's one it's of Aston them. Kutcher. Justin Timberlake's friends with benefits yeah. with Aston Kutcher's wife. Mila Kunis. See, that's why I get confused. <laughs> They're the same movie, and <laughs> Aston Kutcher and Mila Kunis are in opposite ones. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so who's just friends with benefits? Uh, Mila Kunis. Justin Timberlake. 
No, I mean, like, who directed that? Was that someone famous as well? Funnily enough, I don't know who directed the film Friends with Benefits off the top of my head. Wouldn't it be weird if it was another, like, classic comedy director? Nah, it's some guy called Will Gluck. Will Gluck? Will Gluck. Will Gluck. Never heard of him. Mm. He also directed Easy A and Peter Rabbit. Ugh. The the new one? (laughs) Yeah, James Gordon one. So... There's a bunch of other movies there that we probably will never be talking about again. Not a good track record. Anyway, Ghostbusters is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Forgot that's what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> right, I said my favourite quote. I want to know if you guys have a favourite Ghostbusters quote. Because there is like a lot to choose from. Mm. I mean, I don't know if it's a favourite, necessarily like one quote, but the whole elevator scene about don't cross oh. streams because it could just destroy everything. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of my favorite because he's just like you know, yeah, it would be bad. It's like defined bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, for me, it's the the whole conversation is like um, till it was turned off by Dickless here. So is that true? Yes, <laughs> it's true. This man has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> that is peak Bill yeah. Murray right there. That's amazing. Yeah. Have it. Honorable mentions to uh, We Came, We Saw, We Kicked It's Ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, I'm, why, am I, why am I just on the IMDb page? That's no strings attached to the IMDb page, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute. Oh, I don't know what's the trailer for Friends of Benefits. Go <laughs> Give it IMDb. They do have a quote section on this site, right? I'm not, I'm not going crazy here. I don't know, I've never used it. It is, yeah, quotes. Oh, wait. You've also got the Dan Aykroyd quote. I just remember of the memory where he goes, Listen, you smell something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Now. Suddenly, well, that, was, that was pretty good. The other day, I was like, What? Oh. oh, wait. Can we talk about the bit at the start where it almost becomes a musical? Wait, um, or am I. Did you notice this? Right. They get fired from the university. Mm hmm. Uh-huh. And they're sitting outside, taking swigs from the same bottle yeah. of bourbon. Uh-huh. And then there's like a musical sting, like as these violins get higher, and Bill Murray starts going, "Call it fate, call it." Yeah. Fate. And he's like, he's singing it every time. I think there's going to be a dance number. There. <laughs> like, <it> just... That does remind <laughs> me of one so of the other great quotes of, "Don't worry about it, Ray. Everyone's taking out three mortgages these days." I also love, because that immediately, they buy the fire station that's clearly in disrepair because Ray wants a fireball. (laughs) Even though he's taken out a third mortgage on his house for this. Which is why he's the one that gets to make the call. Yeah. 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 So there was like, I guess we bought it. (laughs) He wants a fire. Yeah. That's fair. Oh, I also love um, symmetrical book stacking, just like the Philadelphia mass turbulence of 1947. Yeah, you're right, because no human being would stack books. <laughs> they wouldn't. You wouldn't stack books like that. Uh, I love that whole opening scene before you see a ghost for the first time, where Venkman clearly doesn't believe in ghosts. <laughs> and he's just kind of wandering around with them. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, we should start ending every episode with just a list of good 
like funny things that happen. Yes. What about the? Oh wait, I'm going to get the order wrong. But it was the Egon. So, you'd have any hobbies? I what was it? I collect spores and funguses. The molds and funguses. Spores, mold, and fungus. Yeah. <laughs> He says it's so deadpan as well. Everything Egon says is not a joke. <laughs> like... Or, Nathan, you're about to tell me this. I don't know if it was intentional, but uh, the bit where Bill Murray nearly busts his ass jumping over the little bit to get to Sigourney Weaver. Oh, that, I, I wholeheartedly believe that's just Bill Murray. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> did he just, like, miss it? Like, almost miss it and, like, nearly busts his ass? Like, I... I definitely presume like he's not even supposed to jump there. Like, also, like he's. Sorry, he, you go, Nathan. I'll go for it. I was gonna say he was definitely not supposed to pull the tablecloth off that table. Yeah. <laughs> but he just really wanted to do it. Just wanted to do it. The flowers are still standing. <laughs> um, something that Ashley pointed out. Uh, you know when Sigourney sits in the chair, and the mm. demon hands come out. The oh, second yeah. one, she was like, hey, that one copped a feel. I'm like, oh my god. I mean, it did. Yeah, it did. I was just like, yeah. I've never noticed that before. It fully does. How else are you <laughs> meant to possess someone, Ty? That is a really, like, what I was saying, there's, like, genuinely creepy stuff in this movie. There is, that is a weird visual. Mm. Where she gets, like, a tattoo on her hands and then the chair starts getting, like, dragged into, like, the wall. Yeah. Like, that's out of, like, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's weird. <laughs> Yeah, even the dog does the Nightmare on Elm Street thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was looking at clips. I just remembered the bit where uh, Lewis asks the Ghostbusters who they are, and then he asks who does their taxes. Yeah. Who does your guys do He's taxes? a businessman. Who does your taxes? Anyone want to interview me? I'm, I'm an eyewitness. I want to go in the car with them. <laughs> Even get to ride with the ghost pushes at the end. I mean, it's good for the guy. Oh, really funny. He gets like the shock blanket and put into the ambulance, and Sigourney Weaver just gets to go. Yeah. So, there's only one more thing left to do. <laughs> Is Ghostbusters worth a watch? Josh, what do you think? Um, I forgot. Um, <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> you for- yeah, you forgot. No, I- I think, unless you just hate fun, then yeah, you should probably at least try it once. It's easy enough to watch. You don't have to think about watching it. Like, you can just put it on and enjoy the hour and a half that it's on for. So yeah, I think it's one that kills a bit of time. It's fun to watch, you know. You're going to like it, unless you're some sort of heathen. <laughs> Hi, what do you think? I mean, sure. Yeah, everyone should watch Ghostbusters at least once. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Except I put the caveat off. I think you've already seen it, as I said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> I don't know how important this question is this time around. Um, but yeah, if if somehow you're like, should I eventually have gotten into Ghostbusters? Yes. You you should have done that by now. <laughs> you should have by now, yeah. You should. It, it's weird that you haven't. It's only been 40 years, you know. But, yeah. Josh, this is a very important question it's the name of the show is it a midnight screening oh for sure if you're just like wanting to watch random film and it's late at night especially if it's one that you're tired for kind of 
Are you with some mates you just want to have a laugh chat whilst also watching a movie? Put it on. Because you're going to get the occasional quips that you can laugh at whilst also, you know, not having to pay full attention to the film. So, yeah. Right, Ty. Is it a midnight screener? Uh, I don't know. Um, using my basis... That slimer I'm... noise. Yeah. Using, yeah. My... <laughs> using my basis <laughs> I always use. Yes. It's you and the boys having a few drinks. Yeah. Put on Ghostbusters, it's funny. Yeah. Nathan, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, it really exposed the plot of, like, it'd be weird if I said my own name before giving my opinions. <laughs> but I always do both of yours. Um, yeah, um, this is one of the ones, I think, if you were to get, like, your friend around and do, like, a proper midnight screening and suggest Ghostbusters, you're going to get a side eye. From people who want to seem like they're cooler than that and know more about cult movies. But the suggestions you're going to get back are going to deliberately be terrible because everyone's going to want to watch Ghostbusters. Yeah. Now that it's been suggested. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, it's yeah, it's a really easy to watch fun movie that, you again, you've already seen. So you can get up and go to the toilet or to the fridge and you're not going to miss anything. Yeah. As long as you're back for the bit where he says, we came, we saw, we kicked its ass, so you can yell that quote at the screen with your friends. <laughs> it's fine. I think that's a pretty unanimous decision, then. Yeah. A, a unanimous. Surprisingly, we all like Ghostbusters. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Three, three white guys on the internet <laughs> talking about how good Ghostbusters is. It's never been done. Don't say it like that. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. Do uh, if you're listening on Spotify, do the ACAS feed to then do check out the Nathan Needs Username YouTube channel. All these episodes as well as episodes of some other shows will be up there soon. More on that at some point, I guess. I don't know when we're when we're gonna have that out. But yeah, if you are on the YouTube channel and you wanna listen to this on the go there is a Mythic Screening Spotify page, and you can uh, click the link in the description to find that. Make sure you follow, make sure you follow my Instagram so you can vote in the next episode, more on that later, and follow these two on their socials as well, because, like, that's just a nice thing to do. Yeah, I mean, Sometimes they're funny. You won't get choices for films, but you might see some animals in mine. That's about yeah. the expansive Dude, like, look at Josh's bird. Yeah. He's, like, drinking a Coke. <laughs> that did happen. Yeah. <laughs> that is one photo on your Instagram. <laughs> we put the other one is him eating Rice Krispies. So yeah, true. <laughs> I have two photos on my Instagram. <laughs> one was taken like oh god five and like I think Fennin would have been like three months old, three to six months old, and she's turning six on Tuesday. So yeah. So you can follow Ty on Instagram if you want, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's much of a point. <laughs> true. <laughs> But speaking of Instagram, this episode was voted on by my followers on Instagram, as we mentioned up top. If you want to be a part of that, make sure you're following, because our next episode's going to be the Midnight Screening Christmas Special. Mm-hmm. So we're, 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 we're putting the vote up for two all-time wholesome, festive, <laughs> family fun around Christmas. Those, of course, being Gremlins, 
and Die Hard. So <laughs> if you want to pick which one we talk about, make sure you're you're following uh, my stories, and you can you can get a say. Well, you... uh, all that's left me to do is thank Josh K. You're welcome. And Die Hard. <laughs> you're welcome. I don't know what I wanted. I don't know what I wanted. You want to thank me? I can thank you. Fair enough. I don't know why I paused. That's what I want you to do. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the show. I guess we're over. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. See ya. That's the makes me feel good. Yeah.